Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong Giants fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Are we on the, are we on the, are we, okay, listen, you know, Gabe Morales can go himself, that stupid sucking piece of umpire deciding one of the most important games in baseball history, and an umpire named Gabe Morales gets to decide how it ends, that fucking god sucking stupid son of a mother god pole riding not that there's anything wrong with that. God. Slicker. God. Head. Gabe Morales. That God. Waffle. Fucker. The San Francisco Giants deserve better. The fans of baseball deserve better. Gabe Morales, if you ever have a comfortable day in San Francisco, then the whole city must have dropped dead. What a piece of... Calm down, Ben. Thank, thank you, Bob. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, um, welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Bob. I am Ben Henry. And I am here. With my brother, the esteemed, the captain. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew. Um, <laughs> yes. A robot umps or human umps? Oh, f***ing <laughs> robot umps. <laughs> oh, right. my God. As robot we, umps. As we say for the one millionth time this season, right? It's not like this is new to us. It's not like, no. you know, and the Giants have definitely gotten gifts from horrible, bad umpires. But nobody should be getting gifts from umpires. And more importantly, umpires should not be deciding how games like that end. They shouldn't. Right. As, as you said, it's the, one of the most important, biggest games in the history of baseball. And it's decided by a first base umpire incorrectly, I might add. <laughs> oh, no, Matthew, it's correct because it's a judgment call. It's a judgment call. Well, his Gabe Morales' <laughs> judgment is full of. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of beeping out to do on this, aren't I? Yes, yes, you are, because this still does have to be a family show. That's what we yeah. Told, that's what we told uh, Mr. Tim Cook. Yes, um, yes. When we when we signed our 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 souls away to have a podcast. Um. Uh. Uh. uh yes. Today is Thursday. October 14th, as we record this podcast, the Giants have just concluded their National League Division series with the evil Los Angeles Dodgers. And unfortunately, as I'm sure you all know, it did not come out victorious. And our season is now over. Um, which... 
you know, I, I think I think from a certain standpoint, Matthew, we all we all we all knew that was a distinct possibility. I mean, this is something that we all were confronting as the series was unfolding, right? Like everybody did not want to lose this series to the Dodgers, and we all very very much knew that that was. A, a strong possibility. The Dodgers are the second best team in the playoffs. I mean, the best team remaining at this point, but right. are the second best team in the playoffs and, uh, and, and very, very close to the best team in the playoffs. And so really, you know, when you have only one game separating yourself from the best team in the playoffs, the National League West division champion, who you, who you were chasing for half the season and, and, uh, and then only lucked out because you actually had a wild card to get to this point, unlike the 1993 Giants who did not have that luxury. Um, you know, it's a, this definitely could have, I mean, this, this could have played out this way, right? I mean, the Giants, the Giants won a World Series coming from the wild card spot. So we all knew this was a possibility. But still, after this season, even after seeing it coming through a five game series, it's kind of hard to believe it's just, over it's over it's it over. hurts man it hurts it does hurt it does hurt and you know i mean look it, <laughs> i i it would have hurt no matter who you lost to right i mean 2016 hurt when we lost to the cubs and um you know yeah, but, I, oh i mean but that's a big but right I mean, but there's i mean to lose to the dodgers is uh especially painful yeah, but I mean, it's not like the Dodgers haven't knocked the Giants out of the playoffs before, right? It's not like the Giants, you know, they they certainly haven't done it as many times as the Giants have. <laughs> and let's face it, Gabe Morales calling a, a third strike on a check swing just doesn't have the same ring to it as Bobby Thompson hitting one out. You know, I, I don't think this quite compares. <laughs> I'm just realizing that. Yes. Compared the Dodgers' to... signature moment. What is the radio call going to be for that? I mean, Morales called him out. In some ways, in some look, I'm sure the Dodger fans don't care, but in some ways, they got robbed. <laughs> right? Instead of Scherzer getting like a, a a third, you know, a called third strike or a swinging strike, <laughs> they get that. <laughs> How stupid was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I can't. I'm, I don't know that I'm ever going to get over that. That what a what an anticlimactic end to the season and to that series. Just what a bummer that was. What a what a despicable display of idiocy for Major League Baseball. Wow, wow. I'm sorry. I I can't get over that. Like I'm just. I, I, you know, at first I was just mad because it was it was bad for the Giants. Now I'm mad because it's bad for baseball. Yeah. Just just what a joke that was. I mean, look, we got a lot of things to talk about. And I, I think the first thing that we should we should say is like this episode is going to be relatively short and we, we are going to get to our cocktails in a moment. Um, but uh, so the plan is, Matthew, we're going to we're going to talk about this game. And then we're going to come back on Sunday with our our normal our normal time our normal time right. Well, we'll come back on Monday, I guess. Yes, yes, we'll post on Monday. We'll post on Monday and a, uh, kind of a season wrap up, if you will. Yeah, and we'll let everybody know what the, what the plan is going forward for for the show at, at that point. Um, you know, our off season plans. What I guess our off, is, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What our off season plans are. Yeah, so today's going to be be a short show, and and now that I think about it, I guess we should get into the cocktails, and we'll just make we'll just make the check swing rule the first thing that we talk about, 
um, as part of our, our notes today. But, um, uh, Bob. What are you drinking? Well, Bob, I'm actually drinking another callback to earlier in the season from a, a, a familiar a familiar moment when the Giants were swept at home early in the season by the same Los Angeles Dodgers, and that is when I introduced a cocktail by the name of the Mind Eraser. Today, Bob, I have two of these. <laughs> and what? so what is the Mind Eraser? The Mind Eraser is actually a very simple cocktail. It's a Kahlua-based cocktail. It's uh, two ounces of Kahlua, two ounces of vodka layered on top of that. Um, so, so again, I would suggest that you, you know, you pour your, you pour your Kahlua into a rocks glass, you take a spoon and then you hold that above the Kahlua and then you pour two ounces of vodka into the bowl of the spoon and then kind of just let the vodka, uh, run out over the top of the Kahlua from the spoon, either down the side of the glass or even sprinkle down over the top of the spoon. And that'll create a nice layering effect. And then on the top of that, you're supposed to put club soda, which I'm realizing. Oh no, I didn't forget. I got that in there. Uh, you put you put uh, you you top that off with club soda and you serve that on the rocks. Uh, I just have one big chunk of craft ice in mind because that's how I roll, uh, and that's what I'm drinking, Bob. What I really like about it is if you drink it with a straw, which you're supposed to do, you get to choose what you want to be drinking at any point in time. Do I want some club soda? Do I want some Kahlua? Or do I want some vodka? And I suggest starting with the vodka. Just drink that straight down and then <laughs> just, move down. Just to take the a shot. Yeah, right just take the, the two-ounce shot of vodka and then move on to the Kahlua to, to, to just kind of like the sweetness will kind of let you, you know, will help um, soothe the the sobs. Yeah, well, unerase the mind, apparently, erase, right? Well, the, that's why the vodka does its trick of erasing the mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. And I'm just going to do that right now. All right. Well, while you do that, I will talk about my cocktail. I, too, hearken back to a darker day in the season, which there weren't many of them, to be honest. Uh, but I, I'm choosing a cocktail called The Suffering Bastard. And uh, it just felt appropriate for, for tonight. And uh, the, the Suffering Bastard has uh, an ounce of bourbon, an ounce of dry gin, a half ounce of lime juice, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and you shake that in a cocktail glass with ice or a cocktail shaker with ice. Uh, strain it into a Collins glass with ice and top it off with ginger beer. And uh, yeah, and then you just you 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 drink it, quaff it, suck it down, and as any suffering bastard would. And that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm sucking it down. Yeah, and then you look up at the bartender. The bartender looks over at you. You just hold up two fingers. Kind of like, you know, kind of like almost a gesture. Almost, almost like, a one finger gesture. Like, yeah, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a thrust. You know, like, yeah. like, like mm -hmm. the old timey two fingers Shakespearean insult. And then you hold that up there as they kind of their eyes get kind of big, and then you go two, and then you point at the empty glass of the suffering bastard, and then you point at yourself, the other suffering bastard, <laughs> and then and then hopefully they bring you another one, or they kick you out of the bar. Yes, which yeah. you know could happen with you. Equally correct, correct. Now that I'm on my second mind eraser, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> might happen, might happen. Okay, look, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I, I do, I do want to talk about the the check swing and, and just umpiring overall because it was a theme of this show a bit early on in the season, 
and and you know we we've talked we talked we had we had one episode where we went we went deep into this and Matthew nearly you know had an aneurysm yeah um from how from how upset he got I think that was the only time of the year that Bob told me to calm down I think that's true I think that is true and um so here's the thing about the check swing the check swing there is actually a judgment rule right it is in the judgment of the umpire who is making the call. So it's either the home plate umpire or the umpire who is uh, deferred to by the home plate umpire to make the call. And it's a judgment call in the, in the eyes of that umpire as to whether or not the batter attempted to strike the ball, right? That's the rule. And so Gabe Morales was right, but Gabe Morales was right because Gabe Morales could not possibly be wrong because of the way that rule was written. Gabe, uh, Wilmer Flores. In the Flores, judgment of the umpire? Correct, yes. Wilmer Flores swung at that pitch because Gabe Morales said he did. And that's it. That's the rule. But there is not another human being on this planet who believes that that swing was a swing. And I bet you that Gabe Morales, when he finally gets around to looking at it, if ever, because I don't know if they actually ever look at the, those things. I have heard that they do get like a, a file of videos of their bad calls. But I got to think those guys never look at them, right? At least not. You well, Joe, why would they? There's no accountability. You think Joe West is looking at that video? Heck no. <laughs> Joe so, West is, is planning his next country music gig. He's not, right, he's not right, caring about his right. bad calls. So, so on the off chance that Gabe Morales ever looks at that play again... He will probably recognize, no, that wasn't a swing. And here's the thing. The check swing is a dumb rule, okay? It is a dumb rule the way it's currently written. People get upset about it all the time. Dodger fans got upset about it, right? When Darren Ruff swung yeah. at that pitch, right? I mean, yeah. Giants fans' responses to that swing is not, no, Darren Ruff didn't swing. Because, of course, he swung. Yeah. Giants' re responses to that is, well, that should have been ball five. <laughs> so, you know, because there was a missed call, a horribly missed ball earlier in that at bat. Right. But you know Dodger fans are going to point to that Darren Ruff incident and say, see, it all evens out. No, I already saw that. Yeah, because that's how that works. One to send you on to the NLCS is the same as a random game in the, in the middle of the season. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that somehow works out to be the same thing. But my point is, is that that should not be a judgment call in the eyes of the umpire. And there's a really easy way to fix this problem, which is to use a rule just like you have for whether or not the pitcher has, is stepping towards first base. And that's just to use an angle, right? If the yeah. bat yeah. covers, passes past a certain angle towards home plate, then it's a strike. It's a swing. And if it doesn't, it's not. Now, that would probably be really hard for a human umpire to call, right, Matthew? I would think so. Yeah. Yes. So what's the answer? Robots. Robots. That's right. A computer looking at a camera, a picture from a camera, analyzing that, maybe multiple cameras, maybe triangulation, and analyzing and perfectly figuring out exactly the angle that that bat went to and making an absolute perfect call every time. Just like they have in, what, I think tennis, right? They have the Cyclops in tennis. Yep. Right? Like, you know, making that call, and it's a swing if they go past that angle, and it's not a swing if they don't. And I and, don't... Go ahead. 
No, I just I don't see how baseball can continue to allow things like this to happen. And I know we've got a you know we've got a a, a bargain what, what are they called a labor agreement uh, you know coming up yep. that needs to be renewed. And I just feel like they have to address this, don't they? It seems like that they have just forever swept bad umpiring under the rug, and they could because uh, because we didn't have the technology to really do anything about it. But now every single one of us at home gets you know to watch every ball right. that's called a strike. You know, a, right. you know, in in real time, we get to watch the replays that show that it was clearly not a check swing in real time. And and yet baseball just is like, oh well, that's our product. You know, yeah, yeah, we're a multi-billion-dollar product, but we, you know, that's just the way we are. Human error, uh, yeah. and no. just oh, they've got to do something about this. It is, it is getting beyond ridiculous. It, it, it absolutely. I mean, every fan can see it, right? They put up a big box on there, and they tell you like definitively whether or not the umpire is sucking that night. Yeah, and it becomes a distraction. It becomes it becomes a less about the game and more about how bad the umpire is. You watch on Twitter, every bad umpire call is called out. It's just it's just become a distraction to the actual game and baseball could solve this problem and yet they they continue to just look the other way and it's it's freaking right. frustrating yeah well we talked about this before and i think the point i made is, is that baseball has just always kind of stuck its head in the sand it just doesn't want to do these things because it doesn't do those things right it's like we're america's pastime we can't change Right. I mean, yeah. You well, know. you know what? Basketball used to like throw balls into peach baskets well, and then yeah. climb a ladder and pull them out of the basket after every bu- after every bucket. So, you know. Right. right. And they used to not have a change. Shot. Yeah. They used to not have a shot clock. Right. They right. used to not have. Well, baseball used to time the, you know, wind the baseballs not as tight. Yeah. Right. They they move the they move the mound uh, up and down. They've they've made baseball has made plenty of changes when it has had to when it has had when it has had to. And it has to make this change now. It has to accelerate this change, right? It has to get this out of the hands of the umpires and get this into a more fair system. And I I agree that it's never going to be perfect, which means you're always going to have human umpires on the field. They should be there to make the game move faster and to adjudicate those cases where the computers can't do it. But... We have the technology now, and at the major league level, when there is this much money and this much technology being applied to the game, there's no reason that you shouldn't have it, right? Like, let's go. It's way past time. It's way past time. You have to stop letting things like this happen. Gabe Morales should not be deciding how a game of this magnitude, of this historical relevance ends like he should not be in that position and like we just got to do something about it they it it, it has to be fixed so fix it do it already right all right all right but matthew yeah is that why the giants lost today well no no they lost because they averaged two runs per game over the five game series i totally Uh, agree Right. Gabe Morales is not why the Giants lost today. That is not why the Giants lost today. It's not why they lost this series, right? Because, like, they could have won this series in three games. Right. I mean, right? I I think, you know, yes, the Dodgers scored nine runs. I think if certain people hadn't, you know, performed as well in the playoffs. I mean, I I think, you know what it is, I think, Matthew, is, is that a lot of the guys that stepped up during the regular season to make this team that was mediocre 
and had a lot of holes and gaps. These guys that made it great, they disappeared in this series. Yep. And and the guys that, you know, I, I think the guys that stepped up, I mean, a few of those guys stepped up. I mean, the Camilo, yeah, Camilo took the loss today, and that's that's a real big bummer. I think, well, I mean, I guess time will tell. I think this loss will probably make Camilo Doval better. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't pin this one on Camilo Duvall at all. But I think, uh, yeah, it's the guys that that we relied on all season to step up. The next man up, yeah, wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't. Well, and, there I in mean, the you, you go through the lineup and you look at it. I mean, Solano uh, hitless in the series. Uh, Ruff, despite his one home run today, I think that was his only home run. He was batted 0-91. I think it was the, his only. Uh, Hit? Yeah, it's only hit, right? That's what I meant. Yeah, it's only hit. Yastrzemski uh, was hitless. Yep. For for the series, uh, you know, Slater actually had a pretty good. Uh, uh, but Wade Jr. had one hit. Uh, yep. He batted a hundred for the thing. Uh, Longoria, he had the one big home run, but yep. batted one eighteen for the series. Uh, Dickerson was zero for the series. You know, just yeah, yeah you're right. No, you're I mean, right. Nobody yeah. stepped up when they needed to. Right. Uh, besides well, Bryant and Posey, and you know, and just not enough, not yeah, enough I mean, to to make it work. The unsung heroes. I mean, Longoria and Yastrzemski, those are not unsung heroes. Th- those are superstars who had a bad series, and and right. and they they yes, absolutely, we needed both of those guys, and and Longoria had the one big hit that that absolutely won a game for them for sure. But but Yaz was absolutely absent, and uh, so yes, I think those two guys. But those two guys were established heroes, right? Yeah. But to me, yeah, it was right. it was the unsung heroes in this series that really really just didn't show up. It was it was rough. It was Wade. It was Dickerson. It was Solano, who not an unsung hero, but it kind of fell into that platoon role, and and was part now of that platoon brigade. Is that a, a platoon brigade? Does that make any sense? No. Sure, just go with it. No. Your, your yeah. mind eraser is yeah, working. Yeah, my mind so, eraser is working really hard on me. To, to say the, my the platoon brigade regiment, uh, <laughs> <laughs> army, <laughs> the giant cocktails platoon brigade regiment army. <laughs> All right, we'll make yeah. a graphic of that and put it on. Yeah, Twitter. yeah. Uh, no, I mean they they. You know that those guys just didn't show up the whole series. You know, and I think it, that's also true in the bullpen. Latell, Leon. You know, and I do not want to pin this on the on the bullpen. I think the bullpen overall performed really, really well this series for the most part. I think the starting pitchers, Logan Webb. Oh my goodness, what a performance that guy put on this year. Gosman yeah. today in relief. Yeah. Was, was great, you know, and and I think he pitched, you know, in his in his loss, in the game that they lost, you know, I I think they took him out <clears throat> earlier, and he wasn't as dominant as we needed him to be, um, you know, but but I mean I think that wasn't really a surprise, right? Because yeah, he'd been kind of hit or miss the he'd whole been second hit half. Hit or miss all second half, but Logan Webb, I think you know Camilo. I mean that hit by pitch was really I think the hit that hit by pitch might have cost him the game. Oh, it I, it absolutely did. I it changed the whole tenor of the inning. Yeah, yeah, and that's one pitch. It's one pitch. Yeah, and closers are going to have one pitch disasters, right? And so I, you know, I but uh, but yeah, I do think I do think you know a lot of the unsung heroes 
didn't show up at all this series. And I don't think that's true of Camilo. Camilo showed up big time twice and, uh, and, and finished an inning well once today, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's those guys that, that had had those guys that picked the Giants up time and time again were not there this series. We needed somebody to get the big hit against um, Urias and against uh, Scherzer and, uh, you know, didn't happen. And, you know, I, I think that's really why they lost. It was the offense that let us down today. And it really yeah, reminds the whole series, me. the whole series, they let us down, really. Yeah, yeah, and and it reminds me of of where we were, you know, kind of at the beginning of the season because we kept talking about how painful our bullpen was, but it was really the offense that we talked about at the beginning of the season in spring training. We said this team is going to hit, and they did, but they were always kind of sputtery, you know. And I think they well, really they, they rely a lot on the long ball, and that's you can't you can't yeah. you can't predict. You know, when you're going to hit home runs. Right, right. And Yeah, yeah. But it served them well for most of the year, just, you know, not in the key moments when they needed it right, most. Right, right. You know, and I, I, I'll say this, though. It's not like the Dodgers were amazing. You know, it's not like the Dodgers got shut out twice in this series, you know. I true, mean, you know, true. They were probably lamenting it, you know. They were they were feast or famine over there. Well, and I think I think it's easy for us to blame the offenses without really looking at how good the pitching was. Yes. And and yeah. I think on both sides, we saw excellent pitching. That's a great point. I mean, that's a great point because I, that was actually one of my fears, right? I think I referenced that many, many times, I think starting in July, right, was how this lineup and, and sometimes the approach that it takes is not as effective against good pitching. But then and, who is? But, I mean, good pitching will defeat good hitting, right? I right. Mean, I mean, that's the adage, right? Good, good, yeah. good pitching and, you know, good defense is, is what wins championships. And uh, I think, I mean, look, at, I mean, today was a coin flip. I mean, let's face it, Matthew. Today was a coin flip. Yeah. They could have gone either way at, at many points. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know that doesn't help it hurt any less. But, I mean, I, I think, yes, today was a coin flip. Yes, our offense did not step up against, against these guys, against the Dodgers. And this really hurts. And this really sucks. And and there's nothing else to be said than that. But and I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit into what we should talk about on Sunday because we're on Monday because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna come back on Monday. Well, I do want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, you know, before so the the assumption of everyone was that Urias was gonna start this game. Hmm. And and then I think even Kapler had assumed that Urias was going to start this game. And then, what, a few hours before game time, you know, maybe around noon or one o'clock, the, the Dodgers announced that Knebel or Nabel or whatever, how you ever pronounce his name. I believe was it's going to Knebel. It is Knebel? Okay, because it's like, because it's who, like Knee, Knee, Knee. Who, who cares? Who cares? But anyway, he they announced that he was going to start. And you know, and I from what I from what hearing on the broadcast that actually changed uh, Kapler's uh, lineup a little bit, and and so I, which I thought was a little bit of interesting gamesmanship and the management, the managers uh, really kind of having to you know really 
think about their moves and counter moves in a way that would affect the other team. And so I don't recall there ever being, I mean, I mean, this is the day of openers now, right? So it's kind of a little bit of a different game, but I just don't recall there being that kind of drama before a game where, you know, uh, uh, you know Urias all of a sudden, who's uh, the only 20 game winner in the major leagues this year, or at least the national league, uh, and all of a sudden he's not starting, and so it, uh, you know, and you're getting the righty uh, lefty matchups that you're gonna you're gonna switch from a righty to a lefty, and so I got to think that played a little bit of a role in at least forcing Kapler to change his lineup from something that he had wanted to do. And oh, I think uh, it absolutely I, did. I think it absolutely yeah. did. But let me, Dave Roberts is one of the greatest managers in baseball, if not the very best right now. Now that Bruce, it's funny is you at, say that you, you you troll Dodger Twitter though, and they'll tell you differently. And Dodgers Twitter is well, whatever. Uh... <laughs> every like every fan base has got got people that don't like it, and 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 and, and I'm not saying he's perfect. Um, but but I you know I I saw that guy run circles around Jace Tingler, like like Dave Roberts is the reason that Jace Tingler got fired, <laughs> right? And and um, I because I watched a lot of those Dodgers Padres games. You know, and, and Jace and Dave Roberts is an excellent manager, and this was a classic Dave Roberts move. I got to tell you, I think I think though that you know twenty thirty years ago, Dave Roberts might have actually gotten a, a pitch in the ear for this in the dugout, <laughs> like like doing something like this twenty or thirty years ago would have absolutely have been frowned upon. Yeah. Like to have a guy all lined up and then go say at the last second, the day of the game, I'm not going to pitch that guy. I'm going to pitch somebody else. That is not old school baseball. No. Right. And and not even not even like, you know, that's not 80s or 90s baseball when the reliever was was a big part of the game. Right. Right. Or even early 2000s baseball. That is modern baseball, to be sure. Yeah. And and. And I think it was absolutely a move by Dave Roberts focused right at Gabe Kapler. Because Gabe Kapler is the cutting edge of management. And a lot of times when you're on the cutting edge of management, you make really stupid decisions. <laughs> but but Gabe Kapler is finding himself and he has got he's got the full support of the organization behind him. And the guy is like, I think a lot of the vague ideas that he had with Philadelphia are really starting to crystallize. Totally. Right? And, and, and you can't really argue with the results. The man's no, going to be manager of the year. No. I mean, you yeah. Know, oh, I, no, he's going to be the manager of the year. And he absolutely should be. I, I think I think what he did and, and, and I think he countered that move correctly today. All right. Fine. Yeah, he balanced the lineup a little bit. He put a few left-handers in there. and He, he kept Slater out, yep. and then he put Slater in when he needed him because Slater is a Julio Uras Urias killer. That's right. And that's yeah. the only reason that Slater's in the game. Like, I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not going to go back and look at it right now, but I'm guessing that Slater's series was because he was hitting against Urias, right? Like... Like, you know, it's the weird thing about baseball. There's always this random guy that nobody knows who who kills the, the best pitchers in baseball. And and Slater, I believe, has a great, great record against uh, Julio Urias. Yeah. I don't know and, who, who he batted. He only had five at-bats in the series, uh, but he had, uh, he had two hits and five at-bats. Yeah, and they were, probably, they were probably both against Urias. Right? Yeah. And, but, and I think that's because he hits Urias well. 
Yeah. And, and 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 the point is, is that like like he was like, okay, fine, Slater's not my best guy, and you're not going to put Urias in, so that allows me to put somebody better in against against Knable. And I really apologize to Knable's mother, Mrs. Knable. I don't know how you pronounce your name, but I I really st- I still don't care how. I pronounce no, we're we're just rolling with it, Knable. Um, uh, yeah, Knable, whatever, Knable, Knable. Who cares? his mind Yeah, who cares? Dodger. Um, but at the end of the day, do I think that was a brilliant move? Do I think that I don't think it impacted the game at all. I think it was great gamesmanship. I think it was Dave Roberts trying to rattle uh, Gabe Kapler, trying to force Gabe Kapler to make a mistake. I don't think that happened. I don't Mm. think it happened. And I think a big reason why it didn't happen is because it was sort of like, I don't care who you put up there. You you can put up your, you know, you can put up whoever you want. We got Logan Webb on the other side. And I do, (sighs) look, what a painful series this was because we lost. I don't I don't want to minimize what we saw in this series. And I know that Doval took the loss today. I know that he did. But Giants fans, like what we saw in this series and what we saw from the month of September from Doval and the months of July, August, and September from Logan Webb to 24 year olds was absolutely amazing. Logan Webb was the MVP of this series. He really was. Yeah. And I, they, no, they, don't, was. they don't give out that award for this series, which, you know, who knows why they don't, but they don't. Logan Webb was the absolute MVP of this series, even, even in a losing effort. And Camilo Duvall, you know, I think if he doesn't hit Justin Turner, the, the Dodgers probably don't score that inning, you know? So it all came down to one pitch. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the, you know, it, it, he's got that. Unfortunately, he's got a long time to think about it. He's got a long time to think about it. But, you know, I don't think this is going to impact him at all. No. I think he's going to come back. He's going to he's going to come back next year. Everybody's going to have him written down in ink as the Giants. As rookie closer. of the year. Well, <laughs> as a Giants closer. Is rookie of the year? No, Matthew. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, because they I, I, you have 40 saves next year as a rookie and be well, like, first of all, I think the voting gets submitted before the playoffs happen. No, I'm not saying this year. He's, oh, he'll year? still have, he'll have rookie status next year. So it'll, Oh won't... my God. He'll have rookie status next year. I'm assu- actually, I don't know that for sure. I'm assuming maybe he pitched, maybe he blew okay, through his rookie status. Well, that's, that's, I'll, that's have to, a, I'll have to, I'll have to, but that's yeah, almost so maybe like that's... Ichiro being rookie of the year, <laughs> which was BS by the way. That was. Ichiro but... should have never been rookie of the year. <laughs> Like they should have given him rookie of the year like four years before he showed up <laughs> as an enticement to get him to show up earlier. God, God, I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. The, the man had 3,000 hits and he played like a third of his career in Japan. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Okay. Enough, right. about, enough about Ichiro. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but no, like, um, wow, no, folks, the, the mind eraser. I, I really got to gotta tell you the mind eraser. <laughs> It's a racing, it's a racing giant stuff, and putting in Mariner stuff. Putting in Mariners, I'm putting in Mariners stuff right now. I'm just like, wow, the mind eraser. I really, if 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 tomorrow when you're listening to this and you're still feeling it, you know, you're like, ah, Dodgers, Giants, ah, mind eraser. When you get home, two ounces vodka, two ounces Kahlua, top off with club soda. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, Matthew, take over. All right. Well.
We did say we we're going to keep this short, and I think we've run out of things to say. Uh, you know, it was a great season. It was, uh, you know, I, I reflect back on spring training, and we didn't know what we had. We didn't know what was in store for us at the time. And there were so many unanswered questions about our bullpen and about our starting rotation and whether the old guys were going to hold up and whether Kapler had it in him to navigate a whole season. We had all these questions and all of those were answered in a way that, you know, uh, created an amazing giant season. 107 wins, the most in San Francisco, not the most in Giants history. 138-year history, the most wins ever. Yeah, it sucks that it didn't end in a world championship, but it was a pretty darn good season, and uh, it was fun to follow. And I think for you and me, at our first year of a podcast, and we decided to pick this season <laughs> as as the one that we were going to start talking about the Giants. I mean, we couldn't have picked a better season, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and, I like you know, I like you a lot better than I did at the beginning of the season. Oh man, right yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, yeah. I you know, I mean, you know, the, the 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 what? How old am I? Yeah, the forty five years that you've been my brother. I I think this is the highlight for sure. <laughs> I like how you said, "How old am I?" And then you put my age out there. <laughs> well, just because what that's a how many years I know you, you are. I, I've only known you for as long as you've been alive. So, uh, 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 what a what a Dickerson you are. Um, <laughs> oh, let's not talk about Dickerson. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe on Sunday we can get into We'll get into all of those things, folks. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we, we've got at least one episode this season left in us. Yes. We'll and, dig and into our surprises and, you know, we'll get into, you know, we'll, we'll break down the team and, and, and maybe even look to next year about who we think's coming back and who should come back. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of questions to be answered for next yeah. year. And Matthew, should we, should we come back next week with a brand new cocktail? Something, something new? Yes. Something I think we've, we've done looking. some reruns lately, uh, just to get us through the playoffs. But yes, I think for our final regular season or post, you know, the official giant season has come to an end. We should definitely commemorate that with an original cocktail. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. And and in uh, you know, uh, for for Giants fans who who are looking for for something else to do, look forward to that. Um, or or think about Trey Lance's injured knee. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, you could fo- yeah turn your attention to the Jimmy Garoppolo Trey Lance. You know, stand. Are you a, a Trey Lance stand or are you a Jimmy G stand? And you can't be both. So I'm, Jim, you I'm, gotta... Jimmy, I'm Jimmy G. I'm Jimmy G. But he's let's face it, Jimmy G is Brandon Belt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I if we're gonna talk about that, I I, I have always I have been a Jimmy G fan, and mainly because when he's healthy, he has produced. Uh, but, but he's I feel Brandon like Belt, isn't he? He is. He is. And I feel like. I feel like Trey Lance is the future, and it will be a lot of fun to watch uh, Trey Lance become the, the the face of the franchise. And uh, but that's another podcast, and yeah. we're not doing a Niners podcast. You know, there are no, plenty of we're great not we're Niners not we're not doing a Niners there, podcast. So. That is not that was not me accidentally doing like a, a like a ooh what's next. Yeah, uh, no. that is that is definitely not. But speaking of Brandon Belt, we will definitely talk about him on Sunday because there are questions there for sure. Oh, man. So many things to talk about. Can we fit it all into one episode? 
Yeah. All I, I got to tell you is that I have picked out my Halloween costume, mm-hmm. and it's Giants related. <laughs> uh, it's Giants related. So, uh, you know, look out on Twitter, folks, around Halloween. Uh, we'll put photos up of uh, my Halloween costume. I'm actually pretty right. proud of it. I think it's going right. to be great. So, All right. Well, well, with that, I think we should call it a night. And yeah, uh, I, I guess, and a, and maybe a season, I guess I, too. I don't huh? know. We'll call it a season on Sunday, but all right, on Monday. But um, I, I do want to say a couple things before before we go, uh, Matthew. Yes, they're they're really important. Okay. San Francisco Giants fans, do you even remember that the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies even exist? <laughs> do you like? Do you really? Because I don't. I literally have not thought about those guys until this very moment, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my goodness, what a long, horrible journey those fans have in front of them." Yeah. So just, you know, if you were looking to cheer yourself up, just say, at least I'm not a Rockies or a Diamondbacks fan. But, but, but one more thing. Okay. The Padres. <laughs> You're going to go back there again. Man, yes. You, like, the, you, you yeah. that well is almost empty. I got to tell you. <laughs> no, it's never going to be empty. It's never going to be empty because they have to play 162 games every year and we get to play 19 against them. It's never going to be empty. All right. But the last thing I want to say to to the Giants fans is duck the Fodgers. That's right. Well, I was just going to say, Bob has something to say to close us out here. Do it, Bob. Dodgers suck. They do, Bob. That's right. They do, Bob. They do suck. They're not going to And on that note, no. Well, I hope not. I'm really not. I I don't know. Tell me in April because I'm not going to pay attention. That's right. That's right. Season's over for us. Yep. On to the 49ers. All right. Well, on that note, uh, everyone, thanks for uh, sticking with us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that you've uh, managed to find some healing in your heart after after tonight. And, uh, you know, look forward to, to, to next year as well. We'll be back on, on Monday to wrap this season up. In the, in the meantime, cheers, Ben. Cheers, Matthew. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up.